best ball player I ever saw. Richie DiCiuccio at Monsignor McDougal had a great bounce pass. He could bounce the ball any way you want. Best player I ever saw. And his brother was even better. Dice Murphy used to shake dice while he played ball. I've never seen anything like it. Best ball player I ever seen. Back in those days, you weren't allowed to dribble between the legs. If you did, you had to say a Hail Mary. He jumped up and he ate the net. He ate the whole net in one bite. He played at St. Keith. He played at Bleeding Martyrs. He played at Our Lady of the Furniture. He played at PS 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. He played at Our Lady of Seasonal Depression. Herschel Rodriguez at St. Agnes School for Jewish Puerto Ricans. Johnny Tsunami, he used to be a surfer, but he learned how to snowboard. Johnny Cage, Shang Tsung, Noob Saibot. There was Sweet Peaches Robinson. He would have been better than Julius Irving, but he killed a guy with an ironing board. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, January 12th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to Tass, he has my bearded woman, Natasha Hopboard, a cool guy, Trey Kirby. <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> and last but not least, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. Uh, there you are. We got no help today, so I yeah. got too many buttons to press. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Comment away, like the video, and subscribe. Oh boy, we're getting awful close to 60,000 YouTube subs. So keep subscribing, keep sharing the show. Send in your questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. Tweet them in at nodunksinc. That's I-N-C on the end. We're hitting the beach. Later on this podcast, we got some fun questions we'll get to. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. We got hoodies and t-shirts and shorts and mugs and all that good stuff. And uh, coming up later today at around 1 p.m. Eastern, bonus podcast. It's a doubleheader here in the Classic Factory. We're going to be doing some NBA midseason tiers where we'll be uh, ranking the league's best and worst teams. All 30 of them. Just like we did in the preseason, we're going to do it again. So again, that's around 1 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube, and we'll flip it in to a podcast. But let's get to the games, and let's start with one that our guy TK was at last night. Drew Holiday, Lopez, helping the Bucks hold off the Hawks. <laughs> 114-105. Our Slack channel was buzzing last night. Oh, it was buzzing. When the Bucks were up, what'd they get it up to? 24? 24, 25? I think, was okay. the biggest lead. Yeah, yeah, we were asking Trey, are you staying? Are you leaving? Like, what's the plan here? This is a big, big lead. And uh, and then we didn't hear from you. You went radio silent. Yeah. And the Hawks come back. They tie this thing up. And I'm like left wondering, is he there? What a Did mystery. Did he leave? Well, what happened? <laughs> well, you know, Christian and Scooby were the halftime act. Oh, nice. And when Christian released Scooby from his holding pen, I transported back to the 1990s. My phone died. I had no access to any other scores or statistics, and I was sitting two seats down from John Conkak. It was wild times at the Fortress. Honestly, an ultra weird game. Like we said, the Bucks got up 24, and then they went ice cold yeah. in the second half. It looked like they just wanted to shoot jumpers after shooting 12 for 24 from three in the first half of the game. In the second half, they went 6 of 24 from three. I went and checked the tracking data. Every one of their attempts was open or wide open. They were getting great looks, and right. they just could not make them. 
until they finally started making them right at the end of the fourth quarter, just like Drew Holiday has been doing recently. Plays an odd game through the first three quarters, gets hot in the fourth to carry the Bucks over the line. I know Ziggy and the stream team has said nothing is easy with the Bucks, and that turns out to be the case, yeah. but so many weird things happened in this one. Big G, only seven points. <laughs> yeah, Giannis. Yeah. yeah. Didn't score the last 18 minutes. Giannis Antetokounmpo had the first basket of the game, then he scored five points the next 47 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I think he's in a little bit of a, uh, everybody else, you do it for now. I think he's in one of those. <laughs> Ten assists in this game. Ten assists. This is just, this is going through a little spell where he's bumping and crashing and scoring 40 each and every game. I think he's just in one of those modes. I, he's, you know, he can do it whenever he wants. I think he's just, uh, he just knows at the end, I'm going to need my perimeter guy. So he's in the pass mode. He had a highlight rebound in this game. He had a highlight rebound. I was tweeting to you and John Schumann, who I know also love those sicko highlight rebounds. That was huge rebound in traffic. That, that was kicked out then to the yeah, corner there. that was three. big time. Yeah. Um, but you're right, Tass. He can do it anytime he wants to. It didn't look like he wanted to to me. Mm -hmm. uh, the Hawks were doing a good job of making him see bodies. It mm -hmm. was like a five team on Giannis every time he went into the lane. So he wasn't super interested in scoring. No, no Clint Capella either. He no Clint Capella either. Like it just, Giannis was in distribution mode mm -hmm. last night. Milwaukee only 42 points in the paint, only 11 total free throws. That's just weird for a Bucks <laughs> team. Also weird, this was the Frank Kaminsky game. Yeah. yeah. 13 points, three threes, a plus 13. The Hawks bench was awesome at yeah. the end of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter. Just turning over the Bucks time and time again. And then there was just a lot of weird stuff happening around the arena. On the kiss cam, we had multiple people going tongue out lick. Oh, that dude. Yeah. yeah. I got to say it. Big tongue. Had one of the biggest tongues I've ever seen. Oh, the monster tongue. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> the new Gene Simmons. <laughs> I was like, hey, if you got it, if you got it, flaunt it. <laughs> that guy is the new Gene Simmons. You're right. That was, that was wild, was man. Nuts. That saw... wasn't even the craziest thing on kiss cam. <laughs> right, yeah. Go ahead. I saw this tweet come up without the kiss cam video. About the tongue suckers. <laughs> oh, the tongues were out. <laughs> yeah. Big tongue night. And then, and then I... Harry snatched a wig. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was... You think that was a bit? I was a bit. I'm not convinced it was a bit. I'm That's how pretty, good it was. I'm that, pretty, was that one, I'm was, pretty that sure one it was seemed a bit. too real to me, Skeets. I don't think so, Trey, because uh, I was uh, taking note of it. I saw the bit. So Harry, yeah, like kisses a woman beside him in front row, courtside. This was the first part of the video, right? No, this is right at the end. Oh, it's right at the right end. At the end it the it was camp. the last. It was in the bit section, Yeah, it was the bit section. And, uh, and then when he pulls away from his giant kiss with his giant beak... Uh, her hair comes off like her and her she's wig. upset of course yeah and the guy stands up behind them and is like pointing oh. that that was the giveaway uh. to me way too dramatic and then it then like crashed out of course to the actual in arena and I'm looking I'm like where's Harry where's Harry is he sitting courtside I couldn't see him I think they got you with a bit. I got swindled by a bit. I'm usually so. onto the bits. Yeah. Um, we got that must have been a new one because I feel like <laughs> yeah, I didn't see you can one. tell it's an old Hawks bit because they'll have an old jersey on there Right. I can't get rid of those great bits, unfortunately. <laughs> we we got people on the inside. We can find out Good. definitively okay, whether or not. Somebody right now. Uh, All right, let's, uh, let's get to the bottom of this easy. bit. Was that wig thing a bit? And then there were a couple of funny music things uh, as well. You know, they have often on a Jumbotron, if you're sitting in this row, you win tickets to a concert. Like I was sitting in yeah. a row at a Bulls game, won tickets to a Lollapalooza show. Didn't go. It yeah, was that's pretty 12 good. hours away. I mean, that's... Yeah, that that's was a good win. Good. Yeah. Sometimes it's like pizza. <laughs> yeah. You know. And sometimes, like last night at the Hawks, it was tickets to a Barry Manilow concert. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Barry Manilow hits 2023. Coming to State Farm soon. Who's excited? Lee Ellis, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's getting free tickets for sure. Uh, and then the last uh, last little bit of weirdness. Um, they were doing Name That Tune up on, up on the Jumbotron. Yep. Two guys guessing 
rap songs. They played Hustlin' by Rick Ross. Okay. These guys had no clue what the song was. I was like, man, that's sad that they don't know that. Then I looked <laughs> it up. Hustlin' came out in 2006. Right, right. I didn't realize it was that old of a song. But the thing that made it worse... Rick Ross was in attendance last oh, night. Oh, that's going to hurt. He was sitting courtside. He's like, that's my biggest hit, my debut single. And these youngsters have no idea. Oh, he needs wow. to drop it again, I think. <laughs> yeah, a little <laughs> tiny remix or exactly. something. Like okay. Hustling 2023 with Barry Manilow. I love this. This is my favorite segment on No Dunks. Yeah. Tales from the Fortress. Tales where from where the Fortress, Where one of us goes man. down and we talk a little bit about the game, but all the other stuff. Did you did you get to shake a paw? Did you did you say hi to Scooby? Or Christian? Uh, no, I, I like I said, uh, I didn't. I a, didn't know they were going to be there. Yeah. And then I was Christian and Scooby. I was excited. Then my phone died, so I couldn't communicate with anybody. Okay. I guess yeah. it was a nationally televised game yeah. on ESPN, so they bring out the big guns. Yeah. Christian Scooby, one of the best. And John Conkak. Uh, <laughs> wow. What a name drop. It was kind of a tale of two halves for me, personally, at home. Happy that I didn't go in the first half, because I, was, cause <laughs> I yeah. actually I applied for media credential, uh, got one, had a parking pass. Oh, you were set. I was set, but decided to go out with my wife for dinner instead. Oh, that's nice. I'm leaving her this weekend with two children. I thought, <laughs> this is the trade-off. You have to trade off. Don't we have a wonderful relationship? Do I, do I need to do something just prior to going away for the weekend? I felt like I did. So I did that instead, but got home, saw the blowout was happening, was pretty pumped. Then, second half, Come back it's a little on. sad. Uh, the, the, the place was absolutely rocking. There are, there are a handful of moments uh, when that arena has been rocking this season it yeah, hasn't right. been the same Few it just has but uh, right at the end uh, you mentioned there Yanis grabbing that 18th rebound I think that was his last one there 120 left over John Collins where he just scrapped and got it so it's not like he wasn't trying in this game but he, he definitely no, was he trying like 18 boards 18 yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10 assists and 18 boards to go along with 7 points I do think it was his first double-double without points to, to get sure. to 10 in his NBA career mm, right. uh, and that was one of the best boards of the season, IMO. Uh, just, <laughs> Great board. Just, just going over uh, John Collins, passing out to Javon Carter, and then sealing the deal. We talked yesterday about John Collins potentially going to the Brooklyn Nets, uh, that there's this rumor out right. there that they would trade Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, a couple first-round picks for John Collins. The Nets need a true big man, and, and if they go small with John Collins, it, I could see this being a Nets-type move. We've seen in the past couple of years, they try... Uh, Blake Griffin. They try LaMarcus Aldridge at the center spot. I think they legitimately need insurance for Nick Claxton because if you do something like this, if you do something like a, a big man who's not a real big man in John Collins, I think these type of things would happen in the playoffs. It's it's just, it doesn't make sense uh, to what me about, totally. Uh, what about Clint Capella then? Sure, yeah. That's the type of big you're looking for. I know he can't stay healthy, which is unfortunate, but yeah, that's the sort of backup big you're looking for? Well, you know, take yes, care of the board. Yes, yeah, yes. It, it would cost less. I mean, it would be ideal if he, he could shoot threes, this 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 make-believe big man here. Okay, um, now I, you want it all. Well, you know, a big man. There's 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 guys out there who can just shoot threes and, and play defense. John Collins is an incredible offense player, would raise their level of offensive talent. Yeah, but yeah. that's not what the Nets really need. They need they need D and they need height. Uh, yeah, Nets fans were not really all that on board with that hypothetical Hawks Nets trade. Nah. Hawks fans were definitely more like, we would do that for yeah. John Collins. Yeah, Royce O'Neal, Cam Thomas, Joe Harris to make the money work there, who would probably play in our rotation, a couple picks, but uh, yeah, maybe it doesn't happen. I always, uh, in a game like this where the team is down big, like 24, like you said, and then they come back, and a lot of it was the comeback because of Frank the Tank, because of Johnson off the bench, Bogdanovich off the bench, you know, Griffin again. 
I think that's always going to be a difficult decision for a coach to make. Like, our bench brought us back. Their energy, and, and paired with the Bucks just missing a lot of open threes. But we're back in this game because of them, because of their hustle. But now I do have to, like, go back to my starters, I guess, to, like, try and finish it off. But you also want to reward the guys that got you there, but then they're maybe tired. You know, I always think that would be a... A tough decision for me, and I think probably for coaches out there. Like, what do we, what do we do? Just keep running with these guys? <laughs> they gave us a chance, or do you have to like go with your starters and say, okay, they gave you a chance. Now, go do what your damn job is, right? Yeah, and I think you saw like Frank the Tank got a little bit of a taste there in the last couple of minutes of the fourth quarter as well, because he was instrumental in the comeback at the end of the third and fourth quarter. But you know, if you're a bench player playing a, a long stretch, you got to get a little bit of a rest. But yeah, there were yeah. times when. <laughs> When uh, Nate McMillan was able to bring Frank back in. And so, yeah, I don't know. Not an impressive game, I didn't think, from a Kongwu. So, rolling with Frank the Tank for a little bit there. Uh, probably nobody else was as happy as I was oh. to see Frank the Tank balling <laughs> out were there. You doing, because... like, were you doing this and stuff like no, that? No, no, oh. I, I was there on press. So, oh. I was just... <laughs> oh, yeah. But... Yes, yes. Oh. Well, well <laughs> Just shot. looking down at, well at, shot, uh, at John. Well, I, honestly... There were so many times I wanted to say to him, he looks like a young John Concat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it went over. <laughs> <laughs> he would have liked it. I think so, too. Yeah. He gave me a shoulder pad on the way out. Oh, that's nice. Well, I think just for letting him by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't think he knew you were. No, right? no, 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 no. I'm just being courteous. He's like, thanks for not saying that about Frank the Tank being on me. I'm just like, is that a, I can't tell is if that that's a compliment. A diss. I'm, yeah, exactly. really, I'm really racking that one in my brain. Uh, all right, let's keep it going here. Uh, some other games. Uh, Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett coming back, helped the Knicks hold off the Pacers 119-113. And some uh, unfortunate news for the Pacers in this and their fans. Halliburton left. The game in the third quarter, when he went down, uh, he went down hard and sort of hurt his elbow and his knee, and then he was seen Tass using crutches after the game, and Rick Carlos basically like, he's not going to play in the next two games probably, and we'll wait to see how severe this is. Hopefully it's nothing serious, because God, guy's having an unbelievable season. We think, I know Wally Zerbiak doesn't want to hear this, but we think he might be an all-star. <laughs> Who knows if he starts or not, but probably an all-star reserve. But anyway, Knicks uh, held on at the end. They had a massive lead. And the Pacers came back. They were up 25. And the Pacers 25, made this yeah. game, yeah. Yeah, without uh, who, a guy who seems to be sort of everybody's golden boy this season, Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's not serious. And I, I say hopefully, but also it felt like it wasn't serious. It seemed like precautionary that the crutches were out there. Rick Carlisle implied that it wasn't serious, but they're going to be cautious here. Yeah. Wild to see the Pacers come back in this game from 25 to almost uh, squeak out the victory. And it was in the last minute. Was, <laughs> there was funny stuff going on in Atlanta. There was funny stuff going on in New York. Quentin Grimes came in after not playing the entire fourth quarter. He left the, the game about a minute left in the third quarter. It was like real time, about 35 minutes that he said. Comes in with uh, one minute left. The Knicks up three. Buddy Heald shoots, tries to get a foul call, which was a, a bad move. And he's complaining that he didn't get the foul call. Pacers aren't getting back. They have a breakdown. Don't get back at all. Quentin Grimes is leaking out. Just came back in the game. He's right beside the rim. They throw it up to him. Literally could have put it off the board and in. Yeah. Like a one-foot shot that any <laughs> any person who's ever picked up a basketball can probably shoot. He passes out with, with about 45 seconds left. Yeah, he's thinking kill more clock for I, sure, but I guess, probably take the two points. But like we're going to get to Zach Levine a little bit later on. Did he know time and score? I'm not so sure. He definitely definitely wanted to kill time, but it was 
two points. But this is why I love Quentin Grimes. He knows his shots. He stepped out beyond the three-point line, got the ball back a little later in the possession. Bang. Yeah. He hits it. He's like, why score two? And I'm going to hit three later in this possession and kill way more time. Thank you. Listen, I love him, and maybe he made a mental mistake there. I'm not not 100% certain whatever happened. He just – it's all about – the the, uh, the the chemistry with this team and this guy who maybe not the most talented dude in the world can't take everybody off a dribble just knows his role so perfectly Fred Katz of the Athletic has a great article about Quentin Grimes and how he is the master of beating closeouts how he goes past closeouts on offense oh, that's there's real sick there's shit stats right there. on it man there are <laughs> stats on Quentin Woo! Grimes and how he can feel out a closeout and go right by guy he he just knows that he doesn't he just doesn't play one on one, and and that's why he's good, and that's right. why and he plays defense on the other end. And in an instance where he could have a two foot open shot, he says, "Nope, not part of my shot profile. I'm going out <laughs> to the three point line." He shoots threes. He goes by guys. He plays hard defense, and uh, the Pacers probably came back because Quentin Grimes wasn't on the floor. I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, they win the game, and uh, a wild one. That was that was a, a weird one, but you got to subscribe to the Athletic at the Athletic dot com slash no dunks because cats got stats <laughs> great piece from fred Katz and seth part now about how many teams are blowing leads this year it's written kind of from a knicks perspective uh mm-hmm. because they've had several times where they've blown big time double digit leads yep. he released it yesterday and then they blew a 25 point lead yeah. later that night yeah. subscribe up people yeah buddy he'll cats got it. Stats. it was a two-point game after one of the buddy threes uh with like three minutes to go uh but Jalen Brunson then took over, and it was seven straight points from him. He had a monster game. Jalen Brunson in 2023 here is killing it. In the uh, Knicks are five and one in the calendar year. He leads the Knicks in points per game, assists per game, and he's shooting 52.6% from the floor, 50% from three, and uh, I guess an abysmal 77.5% from the free throw line. But Brunson is uh, he's on one. We should find out the. Um, Fan votes for the All-Star mm-hmm. game. The starters today, I think, will get the second Ooh. return. So we'll see if those Knicks fans, uh, you know, showed some love to Brunson at least. Can't imagine he's going to be at the top of the Eastern Conference cards, <laughs> but will he crack the top ten? And uh, he's deserving, man, to to be in this game uh, if it is a reser- in a reserve role because he's just like he's just played phenomenally for the Knicks. Yeah, it's one of those odd things that I, I don't wish Halliburton to be hurt whatsoever. But sometimes when guys get hurt. Other guys sneak in as injury replacements. It goes on the resume, mm-hmm. and it's all right for everybody. But how, <laughs> right. this is, we're we're far away from the All Star game. Five plus weeks. Yeah, let's Halber- hope it's not that. No, serious. no, no. And you can. I mean, he s- lost his shoe on the. It was a weird, in, like it was a weird fall. Right. Part of it was because his shoe popped off. It was a hard fall. I tweaked it. And you can see Buddy Heald got them back into this game. Yep. But there's a there is a difference in. The first 45 minutes of a game, first 46 minutes of a game, and the last two minutes of a game, and getting good possessions. And you could see that play I mentioned there where he chucked up a shot. If Tyrese Halliburton is running the show there, it's a different possession for the Pacers, and yeah. maybe they can come all the way back. Yeah. But a good show from the Pacers. And R.J. Barrett, like I said, is back. Uh, so that meant quickly went to the bench, and uh, he was coming back from a lacerated finger injury, uh, R.J. Barrett was. But he had 27 points. You know, a, a very RJ-like line of 9-23 to 23 from the field. I feel like he does a lot of that. Uh, but eight boards and four assists, and he played a lot. And uh, Tibbs is leaning into his guys right now quite a bit. You know, Brunson, 42 minutes. RJ there, 41. And uh, Randall and, and Mitchell Robinson flirting with 40 minutes, too. Uh, quickly, the only one off the bench really getting any 
any real burn with the 26 minutes. But that's sort of what Tibbs does. That's his type of rotation, baby. Mm, exactly right. Uh, all right, some other uh, Eastern Conference wins. I'm going to throw three games at you. Talk about as many as you would like. Kuzma hit a late three-pointer to lift the Wizards past the Bulls. 197, we get into that Zach Levine shot or incident at the end. Uh, we had Sadiq Bey and Bogdanovich leading the shorthanded Pistons past the Timberwolves. Bad loss for Minnesota there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Uh, fell apart there in the second half. And then Jalen Brown, talking about all-stars here. I mean, is this guy, I mean, can we can we cheat and make him a guard? Is he a guard? Is he a forward? 41 points from him to lead the Celtics past the Pelicans. Uh, and, and Boston's uh, put together a little win streak here after losing three in a row. Remember, they had that like sort of rough patch there. They're really, their only rough patch of the season so far. But they're back winning. Uh, yeah, what do you think? What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with that uh, Wizards-Bulls game there? Sure. Let's not start with the Wolves. Oh, the no, Wolves. I don't even want to talk about them. Well, yeah, that's bad. Well, yeah, there's some notes. But anyway, let's start yeah. with uh, Kyle Kuzma hitting the game winner. It, oh, it, it what was, a shot. It was a crazy <laughs> shot because they hadn't scored for nearly four minutes. Uh, and they, they, they went up 97-92, 3.51 left in the game, and they only scored three points the rest of the way. And it was Kyle Kuzma's game winner. Yeah. Luckily, the Bulls also were not scoring <laughs> yeah, right. uh, in that game. Yeah, A weird one where the, the Wizards got a big in the third quarter and let the lead dwindle, dwindle, dwindle in, into the fourth until 10 seconds left, Kuz... 97 all. He sees Vooch coming up. Vooch doesn't come up enough. He's got some space. He said in the post-game interview with Megan McPeak, he said, I saw Vooch and I was thinking I was going to go in the lane, but um, he gave me the space, got my feet right. I like how he said got my feet right, <laughs> and uh, lined her up. That was a Game crazy over. shot. That was a crazy shot. I mean, he misses yeah. that. Everybody's going, what the hell are you doing? We can get a much better look than that, buddy. Bang it but on, nobody was getting clutching. a good shot. The last few minutes, no, no, right. one, was, no yeah. one was getting a good shot. I was disappointed with Avdia, who 20 boards. That's uh, a lot of row speed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was amazing yeah. that, that he was doing that. I think he was just tired because on one possession, he had the ball. I've seen him you know, line up some good threes as the number one guy for Israel's national team. He can do it. Uh, but I don't know why he didn't. And uh, Monte Moore should have had the ball in his hands. But anyways, really, Kuzma just bailed out this team. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Taj Gibson, I thought, was giving it to the Bulls the last few minutes. And then and then that thing that Zach Levine did, I'm not sure what happened. Well, there. let's talk about that. Yeah, the Bulls, after the Kuzma. Okay, well, before the Kuzma three, Zach Levine, Zach Levine hit a, a, a wild 3-2 where there was little time left on the shot clock. And he had to just chuck it up. It goes in. Then Kuzma hits his crazy three. And so the Bulls have one last chance to tie it up. They call a timeout, so they're, move, they're advancing the ball. And I think, what, there's like five seconds or so left yeah. on the clock, and Zach Levine attempts a two-point shot, again, with his team trailing by three, and it did leave a lot of people baffled. And I know ESPN had the <laughs> Vooch clip especially. Up. Yeah, Vooch was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Hands um, out. But What's like, up? In Zach Levine's defense, you know, he thought the Wizards were fouling because DeLon Wright did foul him, so he's thinking, I'm fouled. I might as well go up, see if we can get the three-point play here. You know, go the referees into that. And instead, nothing was called, and you're just left with Zach Levine taking a very weird-looking jump shot inside the three-point line. And so that's what that's what happened. And yeah. I guess even... DeLon Wright said, said, I fouled yeah. you. Rodney Mott said, you got fouled. I missed that one, yeah. yeah. Still take a three-pointer. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you need a three there. I understand the thinking of it. The Wizards had a foul to give, I believe, too. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So they, they were doing the classic, we're up three, we're fouling, so you're going to have to reset. I mean, who knows how much time what actually went off the clock. They may, might have done it again, sent him to the line to yeah. shoot free throws. But you need a three-pointer there. 
and it was in the exact same spot where Levine had just hit that one where the shot clock was running down. He's shooting like 50% from three for the last month. Right. Let it fly, but it'll be cool for the Bulls to get their fourth last two-minute report coming back saying, hey, we messed it up at the end there. That's Second tough. one against the Wizards, two against the Cavs. Mm. This one, though, did not cost them the game like right, the previous right, three. Right, right, right. It yeah. still would have been in a tough position yeah. to win this game. But, yeah, they yeah. got pounded by 20 points in the fourth uh, – excuse me, in the third, third quarter. quarter. Yeah, and, that uh, was the game. That, that, was, that the, was the game. That was the game. Nobody scoring at the end. And uh, when you're inbounding with five seconds left, there's not enough time to go for a two foul and come back. You, Agreed. you shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did end in Avdia's 20th rebound. So that's, that's cool. Yep, that's, that's good. very cool. <laughs> very, very cool. And uh, I, I tweeted this out this morning because I was like, when this guy plays, it feels like they win a lot, and he missed a good chunk of the year. But DeLon Wright is back for the Wizards. Remember, he started the year. I was talking about him on a podcast here. I was like, this guy's one of the most underrated defensive players in the league, and he really, really helps. They, they won three out of their first four games, the Wizards did, and then he got injured, and he was gone for a long time. He's been back for, like, I don't know what it is, like ballpark 10 games. And the Wizards have won more than they've lost. This, he helps, man, off the bench, and he he was hitting the floor last night. I think it's contagious with those Wizards guys too, especially when Beal and Porzingis weren't playing. There was one instance, one instant, instant. What am I trying to say? Instance, instance. Thank you. Uh, late in the game, where like everybody was hitting the floor, even the Bulls guys. I mean, it was like yeah. five bodies on the floor. But uh, Delon Wright, the Wizards are nine and four when he's out there, man. Is he at the, the MVP table? This guy's at the MVP <laughs> table, yeah. Uh, no, he's just he's really instrumental to their defense and giving them a little intensity on that end. But, yeah, weird weird ending <laughs> for sure. Hell of a shot from Kuz, who had some fresh ink on the back of his arm. He had the uh, saran wrap on there, the plastic wrap. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. he's literally up. playing with plastic on his arm. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of tattoo artists, because I tweeted out, were like, you shouldn't be playing with a, you know, a fresh tattoo. Because of sweat and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, okay, fair, but... I would have loved to hear that conversation with Kyle Kuzma and Wes Unseld Jr. <laughs> hey, I uh, got a set tonight. Fresh ink. I got, a, I got a rocket ship tattooed on yeah. my shoulder. Yeah, I don't know what the tat was. I mean, he's got a lot, so he added, yeah. added to the sleeve there. But uh, anyway, it worked out in the end. Uh, you want to talk about the Wolves falling apart real quick here? You got some notes? Uh, well, they've had one four in a row, and I think they just said, that's enough. That's good. Four and four is good enough. They they didn't fight hard enough. But Anthony Edwards is battling through some injuries, and I, I think we always highlight guys that are sitting out. What the heck is going on? Stars sitting out in the NBA should highlight a guy that's played in every single game this season. He is battling through left hip soreness. He was actually ruled out of this game. Left the game, ruled out. Then they said, Nah, he wants to play. He's coming back in. So I just wanted to highlight that, even though an abysmal effort overall. They were up in the second quarter, gave it all back to the Pistons, and they are uh, the fourth worst third quarter team in NBA in the NBA this season. They lost the the third by thirteen. That's where you can get the Wolves. Uh, they are uh, like our Hawks here in Atlanta. They're just waving. They, they wave. They wave here. They wave there. They wave in the wind. They're good sometimes. Oh, like a wacky inflatable. Yeah, they just they just they just go with the wind. Sometimes we feel like it, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we feel like it, sometimes we don't. They could have beat this Pistons team, but they didn't. They were up big again. Anyway, they had one four in a row, so it's hard to really, really harp on them. But the third quarter thing, they lost by the lost to the Pistons uh, a few games or the the time they played the Pistons earlier in the week by fourteen in the third quarter. Then they did it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's tough to the watch. The Wolves it. have had some bad losses, like to to bad teams this year, and yeah, probably yeah. a big part of it is like they've lost uh, the Detroit focus, twice, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, I think they maybe lost to the Spurs too, and yeah. uh, maybe it, 
maybe a Hornet? I don't know. There's a couple other bad teams in there. Um, they are the Hawks. As for the Celtics, uh, uh, just to, again, show a little um, love to Jalen Brown, 41 points <laughs> and 12 boards. I know 41 points, like, no one cares anymore, but still, what a game. And he shot 15 to 21 from the field. He is the first Celtic to have a 40-point, 10-rebound game with 70% shooting from the field since Larry Not- Bird. Wow. 1990, wow. Larry Bird. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a high percentage. It's a high percentage. For right a 40-point game uh, to go with the 10-plus rebounds. But, yeah, again, like I said, they've won eight of the last ten. Celtics are – they're fine. <laughs> After we had that one <laughs> week, we were like, oh, oh, what's wrong? I mean, my God. When you got Brown and Tatum on your team that can – Put up seventy to eighty points. It's like that's a good, good head start against other teams. Your two superstars, your two all stars. Jalen Brown's averaging twenty seven a game and shooting he's basically fifty awesome. percent from the field, and he's the clear number two on the Celtics. Like he's being overshadowed how good his season is because Tatum is such a good player. He's just relentless going to the hoop. Jalen Brown is. Yeah. So you know, on the YouTube thumbnail, we've got. Jalen versus Jalen on there. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown should start the All-Star game over Jalen Brunson. Yeah, he plays enough to me at the shooting guard. I know he does. Like, he's, they, he's considered a guard as well on the vote. There you go. It, yep. it should be him. It over should. a Halliburton, over a Brunson. It should be him and Mitchell. Ain't mad about that. No? Ain't mad about that. It will that. be weird, I will say, if Jalen Brown starts the All-Star game and Jason Tatum does not because <laughs> yeah. of KD, Giannis, and Embiid, which is in play. That would be weird. But yeah, possible. It's It's true. I hope I, we do see the Ys play together, and that's Jason with a Y and Jalen with the Y play together out there. I like calling them the Ys because why is there a Y in each of their names? I guess their parents have reasons. <laughs> I like uh, it. That's cool. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, I had one note about the Celtics after starting his first game of the season. Last game, Robert Williams sat out this entire game. They are preserving him for the postseason because mm, right. he got injured last year in the playoffs and wasn't right, and they just want him fresh for two full months. They are really just... Just, they just want that rim protection in the playoffs for two full months. Will he play tonight against the Brooklyn Nets? It's possible. I don't know. It's it, You never know, but they're, they're so good with or without him. They haven't played with him for a, a chunk this season. They're that good. And on the injury front, on the Pelican side, since Zion went out, uh, they've lost to the Nets, Mavericks, and Celtics, and they beat the Wizards. They've got a tough schedule. They're, mm-hmm. they're fighting. CJ McCollum is fighting. When is Brandon Ingram going to come back? I know. I thought, like, yeah. I thought like a week and a half ago it was like, he's playing tonight. Yeah, it right? seemed like he's right there. He's, and then it was like, suddenly we haven't seen him. He's been out seven weeks. He's out with a toe injury. Yeah, he's, seven weeks. Yeah, he hasn't played since Black Friday. I looked it up. Wow. <laughs> was he was he tr- going for a, a door crasher really hard? Going for a TV really Spraying hard? Spraying his toe? Going for a PS5? Injured his toe? Yeah. Trying to get a, a big screen? Is that what you're saying? Is that what uh, happened? Yeah. Yeah, I don't you know. You never know. You they, never they could know. use him back at this point. CJ's doing all he can there offensively. Yeah, and it's... It's tough. It's tough when you're in the West. They they are still floating there at the third spot, I believe, the third seed. They got a, a couple games ahead of the Kings. That's right. Kings are in fourth. Let's uh, <laughs> let's slip them in here. Yeah. Uh, the other uh, games from last night, the Western Conference wins. Uh, John Morant scored 38 in his return as the streaking Grizzlies. They topped the Spurs. It got a little close, but the Grizz pulled it out. Uh, Jokic and the Nuggets just crushed the Suns, 126-97. Their 12th straight home win there in the Mile High City, and uh, Sabonis nearly had a triple-double. Kings topped uh, the very bad Rockets, and, uh, yeah, they are fourth in the Western Conference, the Sacramento Kings, Mm -hmm. and it's nearly MLK Day. Uh, (laughs) Any thoughts on either of those games there, TK? Uh, The things that I noticed from this game is that John Morant had uh, another massive dunk on Jakob Pertl. Yeah, oh, thrunk, really, but yeah. Kind of a thrunk. Yeah. Uh, and then in the post-game interview, he said Jakob Pertl didn't get the memo. Started laughing about it. 
Well, well, he's also he's also a great shop blocker, so I knew I had to finish with authority when I was in there. Okay. <laughs> that was very funny to me. Uh, Jakob Pertl turned into a little bit of an Aaron Baines, just a guy that gets dunked on a lot. You got to challenge shots. I think he had five blocks last night. Awesome. So, you know, he was there at the rim. Yeah. The ones that get through, though, they're excited. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was pretty cool. And then I also saw in uh, the Rockets King game, Kings game that Alperen Sengun became the youngest center to ever have a triple double. He had a 10 10 10, didn't he? <laughs> a pure 10 10 10. Youngest center to have a triple double. That's how you cherry pick. <laughs> oh, baby. That's... that's a good one. That was a great mm. cherry pick stat. Any thoughts on these games? Yeah, I'm trying to think of other centers that could have done it. I guess Wilt wasn't doing it uh, at. His age. How old is Shangun exactly? He is um, a youngster. He, he might young. still be 20. 20. Yeah, 20. 20. That's young. Probably beat somebody by a few days. Beat a center by a few <laughs> days out there. The John Morant dunk. Yeah, Jakob gets caught. It's just, it's awesome to watch in slow motion because he has Jakob Pertle under the rim and he just knows he can jump way faster than Pertle. They're both on the floor and he just decides, I am going to skyrocket. And uh, Pirtle has no chance when he right, got him under right. there. So, yeah, Pirtle's getting dunked on. Pirtle, in a lot of trade rumors, mm-hmm. two first-round picks is the asking oh, price. Oh, oh, oh. It's too much. I mean, I love me some Pirtle, but wow. But yeah, that's the asking price. <laughs> but that's what's actually going around. Obviously, it's four weeks today. That price will go down likely to one first-round yeah, pick at yeah. some point. But ask high. Ask high, and we shall see. Okay. Um and I like this from Mike Brown, Kings coach. Uh, Sabonis, like I said, nearly a triple-double. 25-14, he had nine assists, so one assist shy. De'Aaron Fox, 24-9. Brown, just talking about this game, this is how you slip this in there. This is how you get your guys into the all-star team. It starts with our two all-stars. <laughs> That's right. You don't even say their names. All-stars. You just say, we got our two all-stars, Sabonis and Fox. Will they both be there? Uh, we're going to find out soon enough, a couple weeks, but uh, let's, get those, uh, let's get those fan returns out, NBA. <sighs> We could slip them into a C block here or something like that if you uh, release them now. You never know. Otherwise, we'll talk about them on the Drop Podcast tomorrow. All right, let's take our first break. Towns was the uh, previous record holder of the youngest center no. to have a triple-double. Okay. Nice. By, by how much did uh, Shengun get him? I don't know. Uh, this I'm, yeah. this report I'm reading on a uh, Turkish Turkish website it's in english so i can read it okay good um doesn't give the dates <laughs> he just got him yeah he's got younger him. he's younger all right uh we'll take our first break when we come back we're gonna hit the beach to answer some of your questions don't go anywhere discover the latest collections from david yerman as seen recently styled on basketball stars like jaime jaquez jalen green d'angelo russell and others David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. All right, here in the Classic Factory, uh, thanks again to everybody joining us live on YouTube. Hit the like button. Take a sec. Do it. Hit the thumbs up and uh, make sure you've subscribed so we can get to 60K by the All-Star Weekend. But let's hit the beach. Keep sending in your questions, guys. You can drop them in the YouTube comments. You can tweet them in, email them in. 
can mail them in, as we've proven. Mail. <laughs> Still real. Uh, our first one, though, uh, was by way of Twitter. A lot of these coming from our Twitter peeps. Um, from SlamFam. What's the deal with Trey Young? Beef with coaches and teammates, plus the trade demand speculation. I don't think he's a player to carry a team on his own for a couple of reasons, but he can collaboratively work with others in a winning system. Is he a star? Is he problematic? Slam fam wants to know about Trey Young. Didn't play in last night's game. I think we forgot to mention that. I guess he had a sick non-COVID illness. Maybe he had the flu or something. Wasn't feeling good. But anyway, Trey Young. Um, not not everyone's favorite player, I would say, right now. Right? I feel like Trey Young's stock is very, very low uh, of the uh, public opinion. There's bad press out there. The fighting <laughs> with the coach uh, didn't come to that game that night. But SlamFam asks, can he collaboratively work with others in a winning system? I think the answer is yes, he is a star. I know we want to point to one thing. We, we love doing it. I love doing it. Cause, effect. What's the thing that's taken them down a notch since they made the conference finals? I don't think you can point to one thing. They, maybe they rose a little too high. Maybe they, they won a playoff series in year number three for him against the Knicks where he's bowing in front of everybody. And then the Sixers self-destructed and they make the conference finals. And maybe it happened a little too quickly. And uh, maybe he just doesn't pull guys together enough. Uh, there Maybe there wasn't a vet in that room uh, to bring them along from year three to year four for, for Trey Young because – you know, it's him and John Collins, essentially, that have been there since the beginning, and Clint Capella, who's not necessarily the leader. And it's it's a bunch of young guys that have butted heads a lot, and they didn't have a coach to bring him along. There's just I, – I don't know. I'm pointing to all these things. The fact is, he's a great player, and he just hasn't made himself a superstar quite yet. Superstar brings it from year to year, brings it on the defensive end, and that hasn't happened quite yet. It's worried. It's worried time in Atlanta. That's mm-hmm. for sure. They traded a bunch of picks for Dejounte Murray. It's not working out. He's only signed till the end of next year. They've rejigged the front office a ton because maybe he likes Landry Fields better. Uh, maybe because they have to go in another direction real damn quick. Uh, but I, I, it shouldn't be. I'll be. I'll be on Trey Young. I know we like. We like sitting here on Twitter like Slam Fam and speculating. Uh, but it's on. It's on the entire. A team as well. Dejounte Murray has flown under the radar completely this season. The guy is yeah. the guy is a star himself, and hasn't been it hasn't been working out. But I know we want to point to one guy and say this guy's this guy's done it. He should be doing it every year. He should be bringing. Listen, but he's it, having the a bad bad year. He's having a bad year. I mean, he's having yeah. the wor- arguably the worst season of his career here. And, I know he still gets his points, still gets his assists, but efficiently, efficiently wise, it's it's bad. He's shooting forty one percent, forty two percent from the floor, thirty one percent from three. Yeah, Trey. Yeah, I mean that's his thing. It's obviously not defense. And the last thing I, I, I will say is, as we see that, as we see those numbers come down here in in year five for him, Donovan Mitchell lasted five years in Utah before. Things just went bad, and Mitchell was traded, and Rudy Gobert was traded. They may have peaked in 21 in their current form. Not to say the trade's going to be dealt, but there, I think there will be – there has to be a, a change in the locker room. The locker room is the thing that's not right, I guess is what I'm getting down to. It's not Trey Young's ability. I think there's something going on with that locker room, like there was with uh, the Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. They're, they're just – they're just not a cohesive unit, not working hard enough, and that's why it's fun to say Trey Young just isn't good enough, isn't a leader. But I, I think it's just a whole thing that we can't even. But you're we can't sort, of, but out. you're sort of saying that, and that's fine. I mean, aren't you not? You're, you keep pointing out like this locker room 
the, you know, the, the butting of the heads. I mean, he's the super, he's he is it. the superstar in the team. And, and I mean, that's a part of your, that's part of the job description of being mm. a superstar. I think we'd agree. Right. Yeah. But sometimes things just go sour in a lot in a locker yeah. room. Just can't, can't be reborn. <laughs> so can't be saved. Yeah. Okay. TBD. Well, what do you think about Trey Young and in the season he's had? And obviously the Hawks have had. I think that the lack of buy-in for the little things probably hurts him from a leadership perspective. He doesn't really play off ball when that is something that people thought was going to happen with DeJounte Murray coming over and taking uh, a bigger chunk of possessions. He's still not really given much of an effort on defense. He wants to score, and he wants to get assists by passing if he's completely completely covered. And I don't know. It's probably just wearing on people, uh, considering they went to the conference finals last year. Didn't live up to expectations. This year, expectations probably even higher, and they're coming even shorter than they were uh, the previous season. So, I don't know. It just uh, it feels like there are a lot of fingers pointed in other directions and a lot of finger-pointing going around uh, with the Hawks. So, I'm right, I agree with you, Tass, that there are problems in the locker room. You hope that your best player squashes that kind of stuff and is like, who cares who the coach is? I'm the star here. Right. Let's play hard. Let's play every single game. Let's move the ball. Let's buy in and everybody play team basketball. Yeah. Maybe he's not the type of guy to bring the rest along. Like Donovan Mitchell in Utah. Maybe he had to go to a great locker room, a great situation, and he can be propped up. But it ain't happening right now. Let's get to our next one. From Eric Kuhn. We had plenty of 50-point games and many 20-rebound games. That's a lot That's of roast. That's a lot of roasted beef. Yes, it is. But we've only had one 20-assist game thanks to James Harden. Hmm. Who would you pick to have the next 20-assist game? Halliburton? Luka? CP3? Joker? LaMelo? Who you got from that's, Eric Kuhn? Yeah, that's a, it, you know, this was a great question because I was like, wow, we've only had one 20-assist game. But, I mean, much more difficult than a 20-rebound game. I mean, we'd all agree with that. <laughs> you, a part of the <laughs> yes. assist is you need the guys you're passing the ball to to hit a whole lot of shots. And uh, I think when you get a 26 game, you need, you need some cheap ones too, right? And I mean, the variety of here, pass it to you, and you splash a three because you got a great shooter beside you or the defense you're playing against sucks and they're just leaving guys wide open. Only four guys in the league average over eight assists per game. Halliburton, 10.2. Trey Young. I mean, he still gets a ton of assists. Mm-hmm. 9.8, Jokic at 9.7, and then Luka there at 8.7. So you could pick one of those four guys. I think those would be smart picks, you know, just in terms of their averages. Like, Halliburton makes sense. Like, could he have a 20-assist game here? Yeah, it could happen. But I'm going to go with Darius Garland. <laughs> His career high for assists in a game is 19. He did it last season. His season high is 12. Obviously, it's a little different there with Mitchell. That came in an overtime win against the Celtics uh, in early November. But I think I like I like a Garland here because again I wanna I want like five or six that I'm just like passing it in our first initial action in the offense and uh, a shooter in the corner knocks it down. I need a bunch of those. Need some lob ones and stuff like that. Need some transition ones. So uh, put me down for a random Darius Garland for a twenty <laughs> assist game. Nineteen. <laughs> That's my my reach here. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah. Didn't remember that. Yeah. It's hopefully, a lot of assists. Hopefully he has it in his hands enough. I guess that would be the only thing yeah. because Mitchell has it in his hands so much. All right, Trey, what do you got? Twenty assist game. I think it's gonna be James Harden. I think he'll be the next one to do it. Uh, There have been seven games this season with more than 15 assists, so 16 or more. James Harden has three of them. He just doesn't qualify for the leaderboards right now. He's averaging 11 assists per game, 21 points per game. He deserves some all-star buzz, to be quite honest. James Harden does. He's played four fewer games than Joel Embiid, so he's been just as big of a part um, of the Sixers' success 
recently uh, as Harden or as Embiid has been. So I think Harden will be the guy. Jokic and Doncic, they could certainly do it, but that's just kind of if their shooters are hot, and that happens <laughs> for both of those teams. My off-the-board pick would be Marcus Smart. Celtics are a team who can get super hot yeah. from three. He's a pretty creative passer. Um, but looking back at this, we've been talking lately a little bit about unbreakable records. Scott Skiles, 30 assists. Whew. That one is pretty high on the list. Rondo had 25 in 2017, and that's really the only thing close in the 2000s. Rondo had another 24-assist game, but the way they count assists, it's changed a little bit, yeah. I do believe. Yeah. 227 times ever a player has had 20 assists in the regular season. That's not very often. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, just looked up Marcus Smart's career high assist. He had 15 uh, th- this season. That's his career high, so that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Makes some sense there, but um, Harden is... If I'm betting on this to have the next one at least, I would go Harden. Yeah. And you want to, like Scott Skiles, you want a guy who has the ball all the time. And Harden has the ball all the time. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. that's And it. he's going to pick and roll with Embiid. There's going to be a million points that. Yep. He's yeah. going to kick to corners. Hope, you know, Tobias Harris knocks down a couple. Yeah. couple in transition to Maxi streaking ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's why. He's just a great playmaker. He's incredible. He's one of the best ever, if we're being completely honest. At, at playmaking, I think, yeah. the way he passes. And that's a slight difference, I think, than, than the 90s. Other guys bring up the ball a little bit more than there used to just be one point guard, one guy brings yeah, up like the ball. Yeah, because like three guys on the floor with you, they couldn't even dribble. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's true. A lot more 33? skills. 33? Is that what? 30? What was 30. 30. 30, 30, yeah. Yep. Flat, cool. flat 30. Oh, my God. No, I'll, that's tough. I'll throw another guy in there. Okay. Uh, definitely not as likely as a, a Jokic or, or Luka, but... I think Jimmy Butler could do it because whoa, whoa. because uh, like Giannis yesterday, I think Jimmy Butler could get a little peeved at times and just say, I'm not shooting tonight. <laughs> He'd be the kind of guy to say, I'm not shooting one bit. Is this offense going to get going one day without me? Do I have to save the world? So he'll just pass every uh, – he could go a game because Jimmy likes to do these wild things where he shoots like zero times. <laughs> I was going to say five times, but I think I think to be – to have the notoriety of being the guy that shoots zero times would be something that Jimmy would strive for. <laughs> the problem is the Heat are like one of the worst offenses in the league yeah. and can't hit threes for the most part. Well, that could low percentage. That least. could push him to say, "I'm pissed. <laughs> mm. Let's go. I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to bail this team out all the time." And uh, then he could get a, a new nickname. Jimmy gets assists <laughs> instead of Jimmy gets buckets. What do we call twenty assists? Applesauce, right? Applesauce. Yeah. Only Harden has applesauce. This season, at least? Wow. Uh, let's hear from you out there in the stream team. Everybody listening later, who's your bet? Look into your crystal ball. Who's getting the next uh, 20 assist game? Or does it even happen for the rest of the season? Wow. Uh, next one here from Professor K. What team will move up or down the farthest in the standings by the end of the season? So we're looking at it right now, TK. Who do you think, uh, where they are currently here, January 12th, by the end of the year, by the end of the regular season, has uh, has dropped or risen the most uh, spots? <laughs> That's a very difficult question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of candidates out there, aren't there? Uh, 30 candidates, to be quite honest. <laughs> uh, I think the Lakers are going to rise. I do. They've been playing pretty <laughs> decent basketball. Anthony Davis will be healthy for a chunk of the season at some point again. Theoretically, they could make a move. And I think that teams like Utah... Uh, maybe Portland will turn into sellers as we get closer and closer to the deadline, which leaves some spots uh, in the top 10 seeds of the Western Conference. So I think L.A. is a chance. And we've talked a little bit about how the Warriors should be poised to make a run in the second half of the season, getting Curry back, getting Wiggins back, and hopefully giving a little bit more effort on the road. So 
a couple of championship caliber teams or recent champions at least in the Lakers and Warriors, I yeah. think should be rising. I mean, Lakers is a strong pick. They're four and a half games back from those Kings in the fourth seed <laughs> in the Western Conference. They're currently 11th, 12th, the Lakers are. So they could, uh, two good weeks of basketball there, I guess, jump up a whole lot. But that's if you believe they can get AD back, everybody stays healthy, and they can continue to play at the level they are. Sure. With? Uh, the Lakers are the pick. I, I totally agree. Especially with LeBron James going into uh, All-Star Weekend here where he should pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar before All-Star Weekend. He's going to have a good month. You think that's going to happen before All-Star Weekend still? Eh? He's going to – yeah, it's, he's, he's got to go for it. Uh, I, I think he he would like to have All-Star Weekend be about LeBron James. <laughs> that's why he's going to do it on the game – before All-Star Weekend wow. against the Pelicans. I think that's what will happen. And uh, Anthony Davis could come back too. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good. They're, they're playing hard, and they've got great players when they play. So considering the standings and how much they could rise, as you pointed out, they're, they're just so tight. That's the pick okay. uh, for Professor K's question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's tough to like convince yourself some of those middling teams in the East – could like really jump up to sort of the top of the Eastern Conference. Like I can't see it. I'm like really talking like Hawks, Bulls, Raps, Wiz. Like no, I mean maybe you can convince yourself the Miami Heat could do that. Uh, they're 22 and 20. Sure, maybe. Um, but I think the Lakers or Warriors makes the the most sense for this pick. And then it's just it's also difficult then to pick one of the top te- teams and go, well, who's gonna suck here in the final couple months? <laughs> like I don't know. The Pacers are dropping. Uh, that that yeah. that high has, is not as high. They, the Knicks uh, jumped over them last night there yeah. in terms of the uh, their season uh, series. They're they're tied twenty three and nineteen, but they took both games against the Pacers. Oh, the tiebreaker could be big. Oh, could be very big. Tie. Right now, the tiebreaker would give the Knicks the sixth seed and a real playoff spot. Yeah. and push the Pacers into the play-in. Mm. <laughs> Tiebreakers in January. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, all right, next one from Eric Schultz. Is Dwayne Dedman's Theragun, the massage gun, if you don't know what a Theragun is, yep. the funniest thing anyone's ever thrown at work? Yeah, he tossed it on the floor. What's the He got a game, by the way. Good. Yeah. I think that's right. <laughs> sure. So what's the strangest thing you've thrown slash seen at one of your former jobs? So, uh, <laughs> and, and how much does a Theragun weigh? We haven't really got to the bottom of that, remember? Yeah, yeah. they got to have dimensions on their website. Uh, I mean, you said 20 dimensions. pounds, okay, I think, okay, and, and everybody was like, that's probably too much. You're but. right. You're right. It's just it's a thick handle, but it's probably not that heavy. It's yeah. only – I thought it was more than uh, 600 bucks. I thought it was more than that. That's, that's the pro. <laughs> the pro is oh, 600 yeah, bucks. Anyways, pro, I, I, I didn't need, read the email correctly. I, I omitted a word because – I thought it was an extra word, but you've thrown slash seen thrown. Yeah. Seen thrown. I said you've seen. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Have you seen somebody throw something well, as big as a Theragun? Well, that, no, that's what I wanted to get. As big as a Theragun? That's big. No. No. Yeah. No. It's a it's a good size. I've, I've told both of these stories before, so I don't want to like bore everyone, but like the two things I've seen thrown at my previous jobs were, one, when I worked in a restaurant as a dishwasher. A saucepan got chucked at the back of my head. Mm. Ooh, and the kitchen up. stopped. It was from the main chef. Like, it was the head chef. And it was like, whoa. He just clocked this kid in the back of the head. Like, what's this kid going to do? And like, you know, 
played it cool, you know. I had a talk with him later. I've told that story before. Anyway, so a saucepan to the back of the head. And then uh, the other thing is when I worked on a garlic farm for a summer, uh, me and my buddy Kieran, shout out to my buddy Kieran, we would, uh, we would like clip the uh, the roots off of the uh, garlic. And instead of like just putting them in a basket beside of, beside us, we like, of course, we're both basketball fans, like set up baskets all over the place. And just chuck garlic all day. Chuck garlic. Chuck, <laughs> cut and chuck, you know, keep score. Uh, like, far away. Like, we're on a farm. Like, we were shooting. Like, like it was mm. dumb. We're ruining the garlic, probably. Like, <laughs> bruising it, I guess, a little bit and stuff. Oh, you were throwing the the straight-up garlic clothes. clothes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the the leftovers. No, the bulbs. The we're throwing bulbs out there. You're a wild, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It was fun. Just ruining the garlic. That sucks. I mean... I don't know. You can almost argue maybe brought the flavor out more. <laughs> yeah. You Smash do. It. You yeah. have to release the Allison. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. Those got are my to. two uh, answers. Like I've I've shared before on the on this podcast. Well, I think you might be mistaken, Skeets. What? We're nearing our 17 year anniversary. Yeah. All stories have been told. Oh, but yes. But that saucepan story. Oh JD, yeah. Gar- I don't think that. Guaranteed. No. Go, 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 I don't think so. The saucepan throat. I bet you I've told I, that story twice before yeah. on our podcast. Yes. You, I know you call yourself the best dishwasher in the world going back to your restaurant days, but I don't think you've Somebody in the stream about... team let me know. I told that story not too long ago, like in the last saucepan? couple of years, I for another like I... rapid fire answer. It was wow. like... Uh, it was. I told the whole story too about how awkward it was. It went like dead quiet, and then I ended up talking to the chef like way later that night. He was in his office. The guy was an asshole, right? Mm. Obviously, and uh, he called me and he's like, "Hey, man, you gonna say anything about getting hit with the pan?" Like, he po- <laughs> he like b- apologized sort of like hours. He didn't apologize in the kitchen at the no. time. Um, yeah. No, I'm sure that's too flared today. You can't apologize then. No, no not man. in the kitchen. You no. gotta get back to it. <laughs> yeah. My my answer is similar. I had a, one of those big, you know, like a meat tenderizer with the big, like the oh. the like a Thor hammer. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. But I was a bus boy in high school at a family run place. Yeah, and uh, the mom who owned the restaurant tenderizing she was in a in an argument with her son mm-hmm. who was a manager of the place chucked it right at him he Ooh. missed it and i had a big thing of bus like a bus pin full of, of uh dishes and stuff whizzed right in front of my face and hit the cooler behind like the walk-in cooler dented the cooler <laughs> like the door of the cooler and i quit the next day but it was just like <laughs> No apology for me either. Oh, jeez. And I had, no, I had nothing to do with it. But it was just like, almost took my head off with one of those yeah, things. Yeah, man. Kitchens, man. They're Crazy. wild. The bear, man. It's true. Yeah, Carmi never apologized. <laughs> That's right. He just taught. He just taught her. It's nuts, man. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, then? I just recently got in a huge fight at a Waffle House. <laughs> threw a chair at one of the cooks. <laughs> she handled it no problem. Was, I was impressed. That was you in the uh, Yeah, that was me. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I don't get my hash browns, when I ask for them covered and they come back smothered, I'm ready to rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah those people, those people that work at Waffle House, man, they're they're incredible. Oh yeah. Oh my you God. gotta be ready. You like that's gotta be a part of your training, right? Like jujitsu and yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe your two people that threw stuff at you were testing you to see if you could hang the a Waffle House right. kitchen. Mm, right. They're like, nope. Softies. Right. <laughs> Do you have an answer? Uh, previous job that you saw something crazy thrown, or maybe you threw even? Uh, retail back in Canada, sport check days, selling shoes. 
we had uh, try-on socks for people who didn't have socks. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to try, thing, yeah. wanted to try, <laughs> try on, on shoes. Socks. So we had drawers of them. And when you're selling a shoe, you have a customer that didn't uh, have a pair of socks. You'd yell over, hey, Tass, throw me a pair of socks. Oh, wow. Did the, the, they ever get washed, those socks? Uh, no. Oh, wow. The answer is no. <laughs> uh, they're like some some good soul took them home once i do believe no like pun, one no like pun me- intended <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice yeah pun. very nice very nice unintended pun once every couple years someone would just say all right i'll do it but anyway <laughs> wash them yeah, yeah wash them yeah so anyway uh somebody would ask hey test throw me socks what we would always do always everybody would pull out two pairs of socks they'd throw one up way into the air like yeah yeah uh, so you'd have to look up 12 feet to look at it and then you pop them with the other one right in the face right in the chest that's fun that's how you get your aggression out as opposed to throwing a saucepan yeah or a tenderizer. Yeah, that's a lot more play. I'd rather be hit with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Used, even if they were used socks. I don't like that part of it, but... Yeah, they're all used. Unless they're, sure. like, the socks were to come undone in the air and like land on your head, like on your face, mm. that wouldn't be good. No. Then That'd I would rather terrible, get hit man. with a saucepan to the back of the head. But Was, that, was there sauce in the pan? Uh, I mean, I don't... Yeah, probably. Oh, no. He had just used it. Just curious. Yeah, yeah, More yeah. than anything. Yeah. I think he... It was like he picked it up with like the tongs. From what I was told. What? So it was hot? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he, 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 there was a whole on... F- Man, I have told this story many times. <laughs> I have never heard this story You don't story listen before. to me. That's uh, <laughs> also true. That is very true. Um, there was a big argument going on between the kitchen and the front of the restaurant, like the waiters and stuff. It was... Uh, I don't know what was happening. It was like a fairly nice restaurant like yeah. for, for Stratford. And, uh, you know, they were going at it. Like, tempers were obviously flaring. And then I think he used his tongs and, like in a fit of rage, whipped it over. I'm on sort of the other side of the kitchen. It's not huge, though. And it went sailing past people on the line and then, bang, hit me in the back wow. of the head. Yeah. And you were so on his team. He wasn't throwing it I was on you. his team. Yeah. That was the crazy part. And that's why everybody just stopped. Like, whoa, what has he got to do with it? This guy's the greatest dishwasher we've ever had. <laughs> we can't lose this guy. this guy. It's spotless in here. Uh, final I one. can't imagine you as a dishwasher. It's oh, frick, so I fastidious. I love that job. Oh, it's the best job in a restaurant, for sure. So good. You don't have to deal with anything else. Yeah, exactly. for the most part. <laughs> only thing is, uh, in another kitchen, oh, I hated this guy. His name was Philip. I almost said something I shouldn't. Anyway, uh, I hated him. He would always get on us like uh, they want their plates cold, right, for desserts. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like if, if, there's too many, if we don't have enough plates in this damn restaurant, then like I can't take these hot plates out of the dishwasher I'll get them in the freezer, but man, we—it's got to play its part. We need—they yeah, yeah, got to cool down, man. I don't know what you want me to do. Buy more plates was the answer. Yeah, that's always. on the owner. Yeah, that's on the owner. Yeah. Philip, oh, slob that guy. Oh, would have never wanted to eat his food. It's like sweat and like <laughs> spit probably has fallen in food left and right. Did he make a good slobby fill? <laughs> Sloppy Joe. Yeah, it worked out. Sloppy fill. <laughs> that's a. Sloppy. <laughs> All right, final yeah, one. Final one. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, it's Joshua good. Fletcher, how many wedgies y'all getting in a pickup run in a season, <laughs> which is like a year, uh, according to Joshua? How do you get them down? Another ball, broom, ladder, hops. My regular run meets twice a week, and I vaguely remember about three wedgies in one full year. But Trey, do you have an answer to this? You that know? seems kind of accurate to me. Yeah, three it feels to right. five, maybe if you're having a sticky year. <laughs> uh, how do you get it down? Always a ball chuck. 
I think. Because I... I'm never volunteering to be the guy to jump up there and get it. There, there will be some Somebody's people in our try. run Somebody that tries. usually try, and you got we got a couple of guys that can go get it. But I always make like I'm going to get my phone to take a picture of it, <laughs> so you don't have to do yeah, it. This guy loves wedgies. <laughs> we don't want to interrupt him. Yeah, he's the tallest guy out here. It would be simplest for him to get it, but they don't know how weak my fingers are. <laughs> I, I want to know if this include like is this just game wedgies because I feel like more wedgies occur when people are warming up and we're shooting around. Agreed. Yeah, not a lot in the games that I can remember. May- yeah, like maybe the one, shooting's too good one. out there. Yeah, we're too yeah. good, <laughs> or we're too bad that we don't even come close to missing, or we come to, don't even yeah. come close to like getting it close to going in. <laughs> that sort of makes sense. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think two or three sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no, no ladder though. <laughs> no ladder. That would be really funny. <laughs> Usually, there's Get another a cherry ball. picker. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, B Rose. I got it. I got it. Well, just a second here. Pop it out. Come on down. You got to drive Lay it off. all the way Lay back off. to the corner. Uh, great questions, guys. A lot of fun. Keep sending them in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at no dunks inc. Uh, your NBA cues, your NBA adjacent cues. Uh, we love them all. We're gonna take one more break. When we come back, pick them results and tweet of the night. All right, back with your boys here. The stream team is saying that I may have told that story before. 12% chance I told that kitchen <laughs> story before. And somebody else said I did. I think I did, guys. We got to go check the tapes. Also, truck and garlic, a great term we were talking about during the break. Do we think it should be applied to basketball? That guy's chuck and garlic. A baseball pitcher? He's mm. chuck and garlic. A football quarterback? He's really chuck and garlic out there today. <laughs> And is it positive or <laughs> negative? Like, garlic is stinky. Like, I reeked when I worked on that garlic yeah. farm. I mean, I had to burn my clothes at the end of the summer. So it's like, it sort of works Sort of works both ways. Like, oh, he's really chucking garlic today, but oh, that guy was chucking garlic. <laughs> right? I don't know. Yeah. It all works. Yeah. It sounds like something a, a pitcher would be throwing. Cheese or some, something, yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah. stanky. The good stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, no. the good stuff. Right? I think it's good, too. Yeah. I think it's any extremely fast throw in any sport. Like you throw a, a, a 106 mile an hour fastball, you're chucking garlic. Okay. You throw a 15 yard out right on the numbers. Oh, oh see, no. that's chucking see, see, I, was I think it's off speed. More funky. Yeah, funky. Throwing junk. Throwing junk as a pitcher. Yeah, or junk quarterback. Quarterback like a little Mahomes like a underhand Mahomes. toss. Oh, he's chucking yeah. garlic. Stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Unorthodox. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he throws a, a 30 foot ball way up in the air, like a moonshot. Sure. Okay. You know, something different. <laughs> hey, we got something here with Chuck and Garland. That's good. Hold on. The NFL Pro Bowl, you shared their uh, their skills competition? Yeah. Let's Dodgeball. Uh, they're playing Chuck and Garlic. Uh, <laughs> Chuck and uh, Garlic? Yeah. New event, Chuck and Garlic. It's not quite the NHL skills challenge, but it looks all right. They've done this before, though. Like, like they've had a couple of these events. They've played dodgeball before. Dodgeball. What else do they got? Precision passing. Okay. okay. Longest drive of a golf ball. They're you know. golfing. <laughs> Best catch. <laughs> Similar to the dunk contest. Yeah. Oh, what? That's yeah. cool. I I've mean, guys are making like one-handed catches all the time now <laughs> in game, and then whatever a gridiron gauntlet race is. Just fast guys. Sounds like a sounds gladiators. like American Gladiators. Yeah. yeah. Sick. Nitro. <laughs> Best catch. That's a cool one. Wow. Uh, all I right. who's going to be chucking garlic to those receivers out there. <laughs> yeah, It'd be fun. All right, pick them results last night. It was the Bucks-Hawks game. Uh, Milwaukee 
They were favored by one and a half points. They covered in the end, even though they gave that big lead all up, and then they took care of business, covered easily, actually. So that's a win for me and Trey. I'm three and five. Trey, six and two. Tass, with the L, you had Atlanta, so you're three and five. We're tied right now, Tassie. Where are we going tonight? Well, tonight's game is uh, basically brought to you by Magic Johnson. The only reason I picked this game <laughs> was because Magic Johnson tweeted yesterday. As of today, Wednesday, January 11th, the Brooklyn Nets are the biggest threat to the Boston Celtics going to the NBA Finals. Weird timing with this tweet, Magic. Yeah, but he's, he's 63. So you're saying... Maybe he should have tweeted it when the Nets were hot. Well, maybe, yeah, like, it makes he's, more sense. He's 63. Like, Kevin Durant things, just got injured. Things I mean. happen a little slower yeah. when yeah. you're 63. Right. So I'm fine with it. And and he's not on social media all the time, I'm guessing. So it's good. Good for him. He's healthy. Oh, and these two teams play tonight. That's right. Ah. First game on TNT. Maybe it's time perfectly, Skeets. One versus two in the East. So, Magic technically correct. Boston Celtics going into Brooklyn who are getting two and a half points at home so they can lose by two and still cover. Skeets, you think that will happen or they'll win outright? Well, we think, Trey and I, Boston will take care of business, three or more. I gotta trust Magic Johnson on this one. (laughs) If if he's right, then they should at least cover with a couple points to play at home (laughs) on TNT. You know, no KD, but Kyrie? Revenge game? Does Kyrie care about such things? Take it out on on those Beantown boys? He's going to have his jersey hanging from the rafters there. Boston. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the commercial, yes. Uh, We talked about risers and fallers. Beach stepping. The Nets are a team to watch here with Kevin Durant out, obviously. The guy's been playing at an MVP level. They're going to be missing him. A huge part of their offense. Also a huge part of their defense. And now we're talking about Kyrie Irving leading the team here for a month. So I got my eyes on you, Nets. Let's see if Magic's right here. Totally. And when I always talk about their lack of size, you do have to remember Kevin Durant's probably their center at times. He's oh, yeah. He guards their ri- the rim yeah. at times, and he does that well. Uh, but this team uh, fell apart against the Celtics in the playoffs last year. They have played once this season, and uh, the Celtics did win. Did they? Was it close? By 11. Oh, okay. All right, we'll find out tonight. Hopefully it's an entertaining game there on uh, TNT. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet. Uh, I mean, I assume Magic Johnson is also not Tweet of the Night. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. There's another tweet. There is another tweet. This one comes from former NBA player and current TV personality of the Utah Jazz, Mike Smith. Mike Smith tweeted out this uh, pretty specific historical NBA stat. I want you guys to guess in studio what it is. Okay. And if you're on the live stream as well, well, good move because you can guess as well. So the tweet is, there are only six players in the history of the NBA who began their careers averaging 21 points per game or more and did it for 10 straight wow. years. Wow. So 21 is uh, pretty key here in this stat. Can't be below 21. Yeah. So there's six of them. I'll give you five, and you have to name the other person. Okay. It's MJ, Kareem, Oscar Robertson, Shaq, Allen Iverson, and one more. Wow, Can you name the missing one? Ten, yeah. uh, wow, 10 straight so, years. So lot. That's a lot. Many points. So LeBron did not uh, achieve 21, did he, in his – in his early days. Yeah, you know, I'll, I will try and track. It was very close. In his rookie year, he okay. got super close, super duper duper close. There's a lot of great players who got close in either the first year yeah. or the 10th year as they like I was gonna, I was going to say like I was going to say Dominique Wilkins, but probably not. It's not Wilkins. Yeah. 
you know, and, and again, I'll, I'll try and type these in fast yeah, to yeah. tell you where, where Dominique didn't do it. No, he was short in his first year, 17 and a half. Ah, okay. So, but he would have got it the rest of the way for those other nine years. So it's years. that, yeah, it's that first year, really, is the... Uh... Mellow? No, not Carmelo. No, not enough in the rookie season. Rick, yes, no, he did it in the rookie season. Oh. His second year, big drop off from 21.0 to 20.8. Uh, so, yeah, just missing, just missing. There's a lot of guys who just missed 21 points. Maybe if they're playing in this era where we've got 45, 20-point scorers currently, something like that, maybe they would do it. But, yeah, you, I answer, I asked this question because it's, it's not an easy answer. It took me a while to figure it, it out. It did? Is it very difficult? Like- it, it's tough. The guys, obviously... Still playing? S- scored a ton. No. Oh, okay. Okay, that helps a little bit. Out of the league. Out of the league. Has he been covered in any iteration of the podcast? No. Oh, so an, an oldie. Uh, but I had to think about it. But Okay, uh, okay. Is it, is okay. it a Celtics but, legend? No. Uh, Who are you going to say? I don't know. I thought maybe a, uh, maybe a, uh, maybe a bird. Wouldn't have bird was a bird good was guess. Who I was gonna guess, but bird, was bird was close, I think, uh, right at the end of his... 10 years he didn't do it Carl Malone did not score enough early on Uh, his first and 10th year I do believe he missed yeah Bird just missed at the end (gasps) Uh, it's yeah it's not easy this is not an easy question Uh, Jerry Stackhouse Wow! No, no, but nice. Get creative. Exactly. Is it not a Stackhouse level? Like that's what I want. Like no, or a better player. Better player. Uh, Hall of Fame player. Hall of Fame player. Reggie Miller? No, he probably was near. Reggie did not. Mitch Richmond. Mitch Richmond. Is the answer? There we go. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Hey, we got there. Good stuff. Yeah, Reggie. Reggie, not close enough. So Mitch Richmond was scoring. Uh, he won Rookie of the Year, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, yeah. He did. He did. He definitely did. Okay. The guy that everyone points to as the baseline player in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> right, right. quite often. Yeah, he came out scoring. Uh, yeah, just came out twenty-two points per game in his rookie year. Damn. And uh, didn't stop. I mean, injuries slowed him down in his early thirties. He also came out pretty late. Uh, you could out, say out he school. was steady as a rock. <laughs> I like that joke. That was his nickname. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> According to basketball reference, though, his other nickname was Hammer. What? Uh, oh. <laughs> is he the Hammer yeah, or I is think he one the, or the Rock? Other, man. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I've never heard the Hammer for him. Same. At the Rock, absolutely. Uh, all right. Good tweet of the night. I love a trivia tweet of the night. Uh, that's it for today's podcast. But we got another one coming up in mere hours later today. NBA midseason tiers. We are once again going to rank... All 30 teams, the league's best to the worst teams. We got five different categories. Uh, we had a blast doing this podcast in the preseason, so we're going to do it again here at the midseason point. On tomorrow's podcast, it's the drop, baby. Special guest, Mike Prada of The Athletic. He's got a brand new book out about the three point revolution uh, called Space Doubts. So we'll talk to him a little bit about his book, and then I think we could uh, do some like midseason award talk too, get his opinion on. Uh, Who's sort of leading some of these? Talk about disappointing teams, teams that are uh, playing above their heads a little bit. We'll get into that with Mike Prada. You're going to take over worst of the week duties from our guy Tassie. You're headed home to uh, to the Great White North. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't go too far. You'll end up in Polar Bear Provincial Park. Uh, eh? <laughs> thank you for the map. 
TNT. <laughs> so you know where you're going. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm flying straight to the Hudson Bay. I'm going to hang out there. With they some... drop you off in the Hudson Bay. A lot of people don't know that when you go to Canada. It's a seaplane. They just drop you off in the middle of it. I'm going to be high-fiving polar bears in Polar Bear Park. Can't wait. Uh, so, yeah, no task on the drop, but task, uh, excuse me, Trey has Worst of the Week nominees. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of fun on the Drop Podcast tomorrow. Until then... Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Chevrolet, why don't you give Mitch Richmond a truck? Like a rock. I'm trying, I'm trying to find out if they ever gave him a truck here on the internet. Come on, internet. What are you good for? Let me know. You're trying to find out <laughs> if Chevrolet ever gave Mitch Richmond a it truck. It only makes sense. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a... I've got to go to the dark oh, web, but I'm going to find like it. like a rock. Yes. <laughs> well, those are old commercials, aren't they? Yeah. Bring it back. Hey, speaking of jingles, yeah. Ziggy and the stream team said that Barry Manilow wrote the jingle for Like a Good Neighbor State Farm is there. <laughs> Factually accurate. Wow. And then Weezer covered the entire song. So maybe that's why Barry Manilow's coming to State Farm. <laughs> <right now. laughs> cool. See you yeah, there. He probably made some money off that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Manilow, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got nothing for you. Right, I don't, right, no right. Barry jokes. All right, that's fine. Embrace the day, people.